welcome to another installment of Not Your Normal History. I am your host, Jeremy Wallington. And I am co-host, Austin Matchy. And tonight we got something special. I got a guy who has been calling me constantly to get on the show. His name is Rob Miller, and he is a Norse heathen. Is he practicing, Rob, or is that just... How would you define this? Well, um, you know, it, it's kind of funny because uh, up and until... Uh, the recent, uh, what would you call it, the, the sudden interest in Vikings and North culture, um, you know, for me personally, it's been something I, I've basically done my whole life, um, you know, and, and there's there's so such, how can I put it, there's so many, for lack of a better term, like misnomers with the, the with, you know, the Norse culture, um, Vikings in general, um, you know, their, the, the culture of that time period, as well as, you know, what are modern, what, what do modern heathens do? What are they like and what do they believe in? And honestly, you know, the stuff I see is just hilarious, you know, um, and, and it's even funnier, you know, being on social media and, and just watching um, other so-called heathens try to explain the culture and try to explain the values and, and whatnot to other apparent so-called heathens. And I think I, I've always been kind of an outsider. And to me, it's even more hilarious when there are groups out there. Uh, the most notable one, uh, it's called the, um, it's, they, they call it being uh, a Satru, uh, A-S-A-T-R-U. Um, and there are some very large, quote unquote, heathen communities. Called, I think there's one that's called uh, the TAC or the Asatru community. Um, and they're fairly large, uh, I think 20 or 30,000, uh, that claim membership to the group and they're very condescending and it's, it's very, once again, not funny, haha, but funny, hmm, make you think when, you know, you have this, how can I put it, this belief system and, and part of it is where, you know, you're going against, uh, so-called organized religion like christianity is the big one and it's just funny to see that you know here are these supposed enlightened individuals and the first thing they want to do is act exactly like the people that they are trying to not be you know the very kind of sending um very holier than thou type attitudes and that's and that's what turned that off to me as well as to um a lot of people that i know in the heathen community um so that's that's right from the get go. There is hilarious. Also, you see on shows like Vikings TV show, you see the crazy hairdos and the head tattoos and all that. Real Vikings didn't do all that, and you right. can actually go back and read the historical sources, and they will. And it says right in there, you know, the men wore you know the hair long in the back and short on the front. Okay, so it kind of sounds like they wore mullets, but that's not necessarily true. Although maybe it was kind of like a mullet, you know, party in the back, business in front. Um, you know, maybe, but what they did not do is they did not do, you know, half the head shaved with like a big, uh, you know, crazy looking dragon tattoo on the side. And then they, they've got like three or four little braids coming off of it with beads and, and whatnot. They, they did not do that. That's all, that's all Hollywood. So it's just the, the misconceptions, you know, and it even goes back further. You go back to like the time when operas were big, especially in, uh, in, in Western Europe, you know, going back to, say, the, uh, the Victorian period where, uh, you know, it was widely assumed that, 
you know, Vikings and Norsemen wore helmets with horns on it. And that's not true. That's actually a misconception. It comes from, uh, I forget which, uh, there's an opera by Wagner. And uh, in it, um, you know, it's where they, they get the saying, you know, not over till the fat lady sings. It's the same opera where they yeah. have, quote unquote, Norsemen uh, wearing helmets with horns on it. <laughs> so tonight, um, we'll kind of kick back to the beginning here. So this episode, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the Norse, the Vikings. We're going to be talking about uh, the beliefs. Uh, that's why Rob wanted to come on and kind of give the misconceptions about the culture itself. And essentially, how over the last thousand years, it's still what prevalent with us and kind of this modern interpretation, which you've kind of already touched on. So I think we're going to kind of have a good show tonight regarding that. Uh, Austin, what do you what do you have to start off with? Um, I mean, I guess I, I'm not too familiar with the whole Viking thing. My whole thing is like the samurai and whatnot, you know, like that's my warrior, you know, so um. I guess something that like I don't I'm not really sure that I'm sure you can answer me like they did they just like pillage and steal everything did they have a currency like what was their currency well you know and, and it's funny um you know traditionally the 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 people of Scandinavia and Scandinavia is composed of five countries is uh Iceland Norway Finland Denmark and Sweden um, going back a thousand years, I mean, the 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 uh, the Viking Age was, if I remember right, I think it was from like uh, 700 AD to uh, right around the year 1000 ish AD. So it's only about a 500 year long period of time, really. Um, and it, and all the things that you hear about, like the the historical documentaries and all that you see on TV, it doesn't. A lot of that, the big stuff didn't happen towards until like towards the end of that time period. Um, as far as currency goes, I mean. You know, they really didn't have a, um, you know, I mean, every country has its own currency, but going back to, I mean, you're talking about, this is the dark ages. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking right after the fall of the Roman empire, everything's in chaos. Um, you know, in the Scandinavian, in Scandinavia, um, you know, it was very much in chaos and it's like a kind of, I mean, how can I explain it? The, the whole currency situation, um, you know, they just used uh, gold. You know, they use gold and silver. And a lot of times you would go to a, um, well, every country had somebody, they call it different, basically like a money lender. It was like like the pre-bank bank type situation. You'd go walking in there with like your, your lump of gold or a lump of silver and they would weigh it out. And then they'd go, okay, well, currently each, depending upon what unit of measure they were using, each, let's say, ounce or gram is worth so much. So, you know, we're going to shave it off into so many ounces and here you go. And that was your currency. Um, You know, a lot of times, too, if you didn't have gold or silver, you know, here we go back to the old school of uh, bartering. You know, I'll give you two chickens for a pig. You know, that was Mm -hmm. big, too. Um, You know, and as far as the whole, um, you know, the whole rating came about, um, the, the problem is when when the Viking Age began, there were already so many um they're called they were called jarls or earls and the the countries were divided up they were the every country had a king but a lot of them were basically regional kings so you'd have like you know in like norway there could be in any given time period there could be six seven eight different chieftains claiming to be king only because they owned or they had um you know the largest armies 
and it got to be so problematic and chaotic that it wasn't until you get towards the end of the, the, the Viking age when they just start unifying the countries, hmm. um, you know, doing away with all of these, these chieftains. So you'd have like, you know, one guy controlled the coast. It was like the mob. One guy controlled the coastline. Another guy controlled the center of the country. Another guy had the far, uh, you know, the far northeastern part of the, the country, you know. So they, they finally decided after many, many bloody battles uh, internally, a lot of, I guess you could call them civil wars, if they are called something as civil as a war, um, that was finally decided that, you know what, we should unite the countries. Why are we, you know, they finally started figuring out, you know, if we unite we can actually use all of our resources pulled together and we can go abroad and find riches. And that's when you start getting, you know, the Viking raids, you know, the, the first and most famous, most notable one on record is when, um, you know, uh, Vikings from uh, Gotland, otherwise known as Sweden now went to uh, the South. What is it? The Southern coast of England went to the monastery of Lindisfarne. And I believe that was what in seven, yeah, seven ninety was one of the first big raids. Up until that time, they were too busy fighting in and amongst themselves, and they finally go abroad and start finding. Hey, look, these Christian people are funny. Look at all the gold they got laying around doing nothing with. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I'm looking at that. Is it seven ninety three? Um, it, they're, yeah, they're claiming the Viking goes, age starts at seven ninety three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been doing some raiding before then, but it was mostly internal. I mean, Lindisfarne in England was like the first big one, uh, you know. And then after that, I mean, they the Vikings ended up going everywhere. And within four or five hundred years' time, they went literally all over the known and unknown world. I mean, they even made it as far as uh, northern Africa. They made it to Morocco, for crying out loud. Hmm. No, Italy, Morocco, Byzantine. Greece, Byzantine. Spain, Ireland, Byzantine. Gotcha. Well. Uh, Russia too. The Rus are descendants of the mm-hmm. Vikings who went down to Volga, and then they uh, they had mercenaries yeah, the, in the yeah. Byzantine Empire too. Yeah, uh, the Rus, the Rus Vikings, were descended from um, I forgot where from in Scandinavia, but they were they the, the Rus Vikings were supposedly descended from. Uh, people from Scandinavia, which is why it was kind of funny because if you were alive at that time and you were in Russia, you know, if you were in a Rus village, depending that didn't quite look like your typical Russian. Uh oh. <laughs> it appears we lost oh, him. I think we had technical, <laughs> technical difficulties. Technical. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll get him back here. Yeah, no, no worries. We're not worried. Um, like Obi Wan said, we're still flying half a ship. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin, that's scary, yeah, so. yeah. No, that's uh, that's actually interesting stuff, though. I wasn't sure if they would just pillage and you know take what they wanted, you know. As like, I feel like that's very stereotypical. Like, oh, the Vikings—they were ruthless, just animals. They would just run through your village, take what they wanted, and move on. But you know, I wasn't sure if they had some sort of currency, like how, you know, I don't want to say that they were uncivilized, but how how civilized they were. You know what I mean? And that's what I was trying to dig deeper into—is like their culture. And then figure out their warrior aspects like later on, assuming he comes back. <laughs> well, uh, he should. Hopefully, this takes a few minutes. Um, what I did know what you touched on was their system. You know, it's like Rob had stated, it's 
you know, right after the Roman Empire. So, I mean, you really have this system in place where there was currency and really geography is not, you know, that far. Um, throughout, I mean, you know, what he's talking about, they, they went into England. I mean, England was a part of the Roman Empire. So they would have known about it. But as he was touching base, this whole area in Scandinavia was very you know, outside that uh, the zone that the Romans had, you know, been uh, involved yeah. in. That... So I think for for them, it's almost like this whole. I guess you could say they're behind the times, but at the same time, I mean, they were very much innovative. They had their own way, yeah. To be able to, well, you're right, and then to go that far and travel, and I'm hoping we could get him back on here because there was some. Um, conversation i wanted to bring up as far as the explorations yeah there we, we go we back? got him back okay <laughs> there we go we got him back okay little technical difficulties no big deal um we were just talking amongst ourselves rob um we were talking about the roost and you know how the vikings had traveled around as far as the explorations of the vikings we know they got around. They were in England. They were in Ireland. They set up. I mean, Dublin is essentially discovered yeah. by Vikings. Um, got to the Mediterranean, and I know Austin's going to kind of piggyback off me on this one, but heading west, we now know that Vikings got as far as Newfoundland, Canada. What I want to know is why don't we celebrate this? Is the discovery instead of Columbus 400 years later. Why isn't this more prevalent? That's a, that's a very good question. And I think part of it, a large part of it is because of the fact that the, uh, the findings in Newfoundland that you'd mentioned, uh, that settlement was called, uh, and then pardon me, my French is terrible. Uh, Lanson, Leonce, oh, Meadows or something Meadows. I'm not, my French is terrible, but mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. that was not discovered, I believe, and I could be wrong until like the 1970s. There were some people there was I believe it was like a team of scientists and they were they were surveying. And, you know, and it's very where they found it, the settlement, very remote part of, of the coastline there. You know, and it's one of those things where if you're not looking for something, you're not going to find it type of areas. You know, there, there was nothing sticking out of the ground. The settlement as it is now, it's been partially reconstructed, you know, as a uh, uh, a museum of sorts. But, I mean, if you went there when it was discovered, you wouldn't have seen it. There were no ruins or anything. So I think part of the reason why, I hate to say, why Columbus Day is celebrated and not, um, you know, anything with the Vikings is because of the fact that it was well documented for hundreds of years, you know, 14, everyone remembers in elementary school, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. You know, and then you get quizzed on what were the names yeah. of his three ships, the, Nina, the, the Pinta, the Nina, Nina yeah. and the Santa Maria. And if I remember right, I think one of the ships never even made it to quote unquote America. One sank. Not even half, not even <laughs> half. He did, he barely got out of European waters when one of his ships sank. But, um, you know, and there was much conjo. I mean, he, he spent years trying to put together a, uh, uh, an expedition and he wasn't even looking for for a new land he was looking for a route to china for for spices and silks 
So the guy, the fact that the guy, right. and it's hilarious too. Though there's that joke about how uh, how can you discover something that somebody lives there? It's like me walking down the street and discovering my neighbor's backyard. You know, there were people there. There, there were there were indigenous <laughs> people there. You know, the next question is why why do we not honor honor and celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day? Well, actually, they're finally starting to honor that now. Yeah, but, it's you know, history is ever evolving though that's the thing like finding this settlement 50 years ago let's say i mean you think it would start to gain traction you know if we're going to talk about indigenous yeah. people's day which is fine you know and then there's columbus day still in there then add i don't know yeah. North well, day. well we do have uh leif erickson day yeah, but that's only in select states now, right? Well, it's like a lot of quote-unquote holidays. It's not a federal holiday, so nobody does anything. You know, yeah. it's not like it's Christmas Day or Fourth of July where there's a parade or businesses close. No, we just – anyway, not going to – I was going to say it now. I won't go there. <laughs> I, that's, that's not a different level. That's a different level. Um, Austin, did you have something, a question? Yeah, so I guess, like, I, I'm, I'm going to – try to learn as much as I can culture wise before I dig into like the warrior aspects and whatnot. So I guess like, you know, we got the currency and whatnot down there. Okay. So I guess moving forward, what was their like literature? Like, like what was like, you know, they like write down something like scriptures or what, what like, how did that go? Like, how was their vocabulary and literature? Well, they, they were like a lot of, um, Western European cultures at the time, um, if they weren't Christian, um, they really didn't have any written literature. Um, and even then in Christian societies, even at that time, the only people that had access to any kind of books were monks. Uh, most nobles and royalty certainly didn't know how to read. Um, as far as, you know, m- you know, the Norse having written literature, I mean, they did leave behind these wonderful things. Um, they left behind rune stones. And some of them are, they weigh three, four, five tons. They're huge, gigantic stones, upright stones all over the place. And they're constantly finding more. And they found them, I mean, they've they've been anywhere from the size of like a football to just these huge, gigantic boulders. And somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone decided to carve, uh, you know, a story about something or it's a a grave marker or... uh, you know, somebody commemorate a battle or, or something like that. Um, so there's been a great effort the last 40, 50, 60 odd years to try to preserve these. Um, you know, so there really, like I said, there really weren't any 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 literature. Most things that we, we know factual about the Vikings comes from their enemies. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, like, I mentioned earlier at the uh, the raid on Lindisfarne in England. Uh, you know, there the few surviving monks actually were the ones that chronicle the whole ordeal. Um, you know, because up until that time, I mean, the the Norse were just like many other cultures, where it was very much a, a word of mouth and and stories and information were passed, you know, from one person to another, um, which is interesting how things can get, you know misconstrued and changed from one person to the next like a like a bad game of telephone um <laughs> but you know if you look at historical accounts i mean you know i mean it's, it's right up there with like how do we know about their hair their their 
their uh, um, their hygiene habits. There again, it came from uh, a lot of times. It came from it came from their enemies, and even further still, depending upon the subject, uh, it would come from men who were pissed off at so and so the Viking for sleeping with his woman. So, you know, there there are so many accounts written of when uh, various Viking parties went to uh, some new area and they were actually like a lot of the women looked at them almost as rock stars because of the fact that the Vikings bathed, which was a big deal. The fact that they bathed at all was just, oh, holy, are you kidding me? You know, they used combs, they, they, br- they brushed their hair, they brushed their facial hair, they clean, they kept themselves somewhat clean for that period of time. So it's just kind of hilarious looking back and going, wait, seriously, this guy is upset because so-and-so the Viking slept with his wife. Ah, okay. Because he took a bath once a month and that was taboo. So <laughs> it's amazing how far, <laughs> it's amazing how far we come. Some Vikings, if they, if they had access to it, they would bathe once a week. Um, you know, I mean, certainly, you know, do you like any other, other sort of like a military type uh, uh, action? You know, where you know, if you're in the trenches, you don't have time to go. All right, time out, bad guys. I gotta go take a shower. So you know, I mean, in that situation, obviously you can't, you know, take a bath or whatever. But under normal circumstances, you know, when when they weren't out raiding, fighting, whatever, when they were at home, um, you know, or if they had time off, even when they were abroad, they would bathe and clean themselves as best they could. Um, you know, and, and the whole thing about the blonde hair, that's definitely true. Um, they used to use, uh, uh, what was it, lye, and uh, they would bleach their hair. So. Hmm. Okay. The, the, the a lot of them were natural right? blondes. Some of them were, but <laughs> a, lot, a lot of it is just hilarious <laughs> thinking about men, you know, 1,000, 1,500 years ago dyeing their hair. You know, they were they were kind of like the, the the dandies of the time. It's so hilarious to think that you know the supposed bloodthirsty heathen, big burly guy who's got an axe and he's just you know whatever and 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 but yet he just took a bath. You know, it's kind of hilarious and he's dyeing his hair and and, and you know cleaning his <laughs> teeth there. and you know all these sort of things. So <laughs> yeah, they kind of were the innovators. Um, one of the things that, you know, what Austin's talking about here is their um, lifestyles. And I know that for a lot of people listening, the biggest thing with the Norse, and this is probably the most exciting part, is the the beliefs sure. in the culture. And I think that that's the biggest thing that most people recognize when you say Vikings. You're like, oh, yeah. you know, the mythology. Um, what can you tell us about the mythology? Kind of where it got a base? Just kind of just... A nutshell of what it is. We know there's a lot of gods, but well, we don't, we, go ahead. What we don't call how mythology. That focus their life. So that's like be like a Christian calling. You know, okay. I mean, I, I I call Christian mythology mythology, but that's because I'm I, I I don't believe in the Christ God. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, as far as mm-hmm. you know, the actual how can I put like religious beliefs of the Norse. Um, you know, there's there's a large pantheon of gods. You know, they weren't like the the Greeks and the Romans. Well, the Romans were the worst because the Romans would steal gods from the Greeks. The Romans would make up their own gods. And then if they liked something the Greeks or the Egyptians were doing, they would steal that. But the Norse, they, they didn't do that. They came up with their own. And it's even funny to see how if you compare, um, like, good example, the All-Father, uh, Odin. If you compare, even just looking at his name, Odin, and you compare it to other male 
type gods in that particular area of that time of the world, you'll see that a lot of other countries very close to to, to Scandinavian countries had gods that were close to Odin or they were almost, I mean, for crying out loud, let's see here. Uh, you have uh, in, in Scandinavia, you have Odin. Uh, Germany, I believe, had uh, Wotan uh, or Wotan. Um, yeah. You know, what was it? Uh, I think in France, both Wotan. I mean, all very similar sounding names. But um, as far as beliefs go, uh, you know, we know that uh, Odin gave up his eye for all knowledge and in doing so he was hung from the uh from yggdrasil the world tree for nine days and his side was pierced by a spear uh which is funny because then he was granted a drink from mimmer's well and granted uh the knowledge of music and uh the runes and gave us those and it's even more interesting because when you compare the story of woden odin to that of jesus christ there, there are some similarities there you know, the piercing of a spear, the essentially being crucified, yeah. um, you know, Christ being on the cross for so many days, Odin being hung upside down for so many days. You know, it's very interesting. So, um, what else? Um, there's another key aspect to uh, the faith that a lot of people don't know about, and one of those is, and that kind of goes back into talking about, uh, you know, like Japan and samurais. Um, you know, you go back into their more traditional uh, faith, and that was ancestor worship, which I believe in Japan is still a thing. Um, I, I do know that Japan does currently have a large Christian population, but it also has still a fairly large, I believe it's Shinto. 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 Yep. It's Shinto. Yeah. Yep. Uh, belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same thing with the Norse. Yeah. Um you know, the Norse and, and even modern heathens such as myself, you know, we, we we do honor our gods, but we also honor our beloved dead. We honor our ancestors, um, you know, and for me, um, you know, and I have children. And part of that is that, yes, granted, my wife is a is a, a Christian. I um, mean, she's not practicing. I mean, isn't she doesn't go to church. Um, but, you know, we do things like uh, great example. You know, we just had last month we had Christmas. Well, for us heathens, it's called Yule. And during that time, Odin is, uh, he's known as the Yule Father, the All Father. And during that time, uh, you know, Santa Claus comes and delivers presents to the kids. And he's got uh, eight tiny reindeer. And for us heathens, we have Odin, who rides the eight-legged horse Sleipner, who um, delivers gifts to children by leaving out their boots. Um, You know, and you leave out an offering for Sleipner of like hay and carrots. You know, Santa Claus gets cookies and milk. Odin gets whatever you like to leave him. I always prefer to leave him out, uh, you know, some tasty meat and maybe a shot of mead, but that's just me. So, uh, <laughs> hey, you get thirsty. You're delivering presents all <laughs> around the world. You're going to get a bit peckish. Just saying. I don't care if you're Santa or who. You're going to need a little pick-me-up at some uh-huh. point. Um, you yep. know, um, one thing, too, getting back to the whole Christmas and Yule thing, um, we – in my house, we decorate a Christmas tree, of course, but we also go outside and we decorate a pine tree, uh, the Yule tree. Um, and the purpose of that is we leave little decorations and offerings and gifts to the land spirits or the land of Ether, uh, and, and hoping that by doing so, we'll appease them and they'll, they'll give us an early spring. Um, you know, it, it, just, just things like that. Um, another thing, too, is 
and I don't know who did this, but if I ever find out who did, I'd like to have a stern talking with that person. There's this thing in the heathen community where it's assumed, and, and it's kind of become sort of more and more popular now, where people assume that as soon as you say heathen, uh, or Norse heathen, or anything with Vikings, anything like that, they automatically assume that you follow all the traditional uh, pagan blots. And those are the, the the holy days, if you could call them that, for, for pagans. Uh, and that's, you know, you have days like uh, in February coming up, we have Beltane, um, the celebration and the honoring of the solstices and the equinoxes. Uh, the most famous, of course, uh, is Samhain or Halloween. Um, you know, they, they think that that's what we do. We don't. We have, uh, we only really have uh, a couple of them. We only really have two. Um, and it's funny considering that, you know, uh, the faith is based off of a, how can I put it, uh, a culture of people that were very much into death. So it's kind of not surprising, um, especially since the chief deity is the god of death, Odin. Um, but we really only have two quote unquote special days. And one is, uh, Yule and actually Yule is not one day. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's 12 days long. It's where we get the 12 days of Christmas. But, um, the other one, it's not Halloween. Um, and it's not Samhain. We call it Alpha Blot. Um, that's basically the night of the dark elves. Um, excuse me. There's. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not sure how familiar you are with that, um, <clears throat> but there are, there are nine realms. We live in Midgard. Uh, there's another realm, um, excuse me, um, oh goodness. <clears throat> Basically the other realm is where the, um, uh, dark elves live, but, um, Basically, the whole point is to, uh, you know, a lot of the, 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 the few special times that we do honor, it's basically to appease uh, a divine or supernatural other um, and uh, in hopes of, you know, better weather. Um, generally, it's usually for better weather, considering the, the climate in which, uh, you know, our forebears lived in, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get some water. it is kind of crazy to see the the you know correlation between christmas and you know yule and all that just because i don't know <laughs> I, I i mean I, I feel like for most american society it's all you know it's christmas hanukkah kwanzaa for some you don't hear a lot about yule you don't really i, I my as far as i go and most of my generation we don't really hear much about this at all Yeah. Well, the the interesting the interesting part about it is that the descent of Christmas came from Yule and definitely the Germanic peoples of Europe. I mean, like Rob was talking about the pine tree. Well, we bring a freaking pine tree in the house. Oh, it goes even beyond beyond that. Uh, you know? I mean, for crying a lot. I mean, if you want to talk, I mean, the whole thing like the Christmas tree, the Yule tree. Okay. During Yule, uh, the tree is decorated, after which uh, the tree would then be burnt. And then uh, the, the, the ashes would be collected up and uh, they'd be saved for the following year. 
during the following year, let's say someone got married. One of the things that they would do is they would kind of do, how could I call it? I guess you, if you want to call it like a blessing, they basically bless the new house for the new couple using the, um, you know, that's another thing too. Uh, another one, I'm sure you've heard the term honeymoon. Uh, you know, you get married, you and your new spouse go on a honeymoon. And it was to last for 30 days. During that time, you'd be given copious amounts of mead or honey wine. Um, and that's where they came up with honeymoon. Um, you know, you're going to propose to your your woman. And so you get down on one knee. It's called taking a knee. And that was before. Anyway. Uh, and when you touch on one knee, it goes back to the, the Norse. It was taking an arrow to the knee. So there's, it's interesting to see how things from then, how they kind of correlate and how they kind of become ingrained in our culture now. I mean, for crying out loud, our days of the week all have pagan sources, the names, uh, our months of the year, pagan sources, um, you know, and even go talk about Halloween for that matter. Halloween is definitely a pagan holiday. Right. Can you hear me? Okay, I can barely hear you. Yep, you're still there. Hmm. <laughs> no. Any better? Oh, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, well, let's see. I got the volume cranked up, but it's still just... I don't know. I'm in a bad spot here. Yeah, it, everything's coming in clear for me. I'm not sure. I hear okay. you okay, actually. Now I can hear you guys, just not as loud. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm going to take the, the next question. Um, so, you know, transitioning from the culture into, like, their warrior ethics and all that good stuff. So, like, for me, you know, being a, you know, the Japanese samurai, all that, um, they have, you know, karate and, you know, Aikido, Hepkido, all those different like art forms, you know, and I would say that they're an art form, you know, they've got, you know, a method and whatnot do, you know, people, and people still practice that to this day, you know, you can go to dojos, you can find different instructors, all that good stuff. Uh, do, do, does Viking heritage have anything like that? Like, was their <laughs> fighting style more of an art form or was it just kind of like chop, don't stop, you know? Um, well, there actually there is, um, and I unfortunately can't remember the name of it, um, but there is a quote unquote fighting style that was taught to young men, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's basically almost like an MMA type of thing. Um, it's a bit of like, it's, 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 it's a bit of boxing. Um, and, and I'm not sure what else, it almost like, like boxing and street fighting. So on the one hand, you know, there is some some organization to it. There are some some rules and there are some forms. On the other hand, it's almost like uh, just do whatever you got to do type of situation, like a street yeah. fight. Um, and it's still, as far as I know, um, it's still taught in uh, various schools in, in different parts of Scandinavia to this day. I wish I could I'll have to look it up and see what the name of it is. But it's uh, but it's yeah they there there isn't there wasn't still is a uh, uh, a type of fighting you want to call it that for hand to hand combat sort of thing, I mean they didn't have like uh, 
like a chivalry code, you know, for for how to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, a lot of the fighting was basically basically guerrilla warfare, for lack of a better <laughs> term. But it worked. <laughs> Front force. Yeah. Shield wall. Yeah. Yep. It would Shield wall. Shield yeah. wall. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. I was pretty I much mean, most of what I see time anyway. as far as like fighting and stuff goes. You know, that's kind of why I ask because most of what I see on, you know, TV or videos or whatever, it just kind of looks like a big mosh pit at like a concert, right? You know. Oh yeah, and you've got got you got and and of course every guy is big and burly, you know, and they're all wearing fur, and they all either have a sword and a shield or an axe and a shield, and they're and they're just like hacking away at the other guy, just just heck 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 heck. You know, that was kind of funny. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I get it. They're not all wearing fur. I watched that show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Freaking Rolo always caught shirtless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm sitting there watching it and, and I'm going like, wait, let me get this straight. So it's what, let's see here. This time, the time of the year, they're like, they would show the in- the beginning of the show, right, or the beginning of the episode, and there's like snow falling, you know, or uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what was her name? Uh, the, the blonde Lagertha. Yeah. You know, she's standing in in that cove or there or whatever, in the sitting in in Kattegat, yeah. and she's looking out onto the cove, and it's snowing, and it's all beautiful and all this. Mm-hmm. And then two minutes later, there there's a fighting scene, and there's Rolo half naked. It's like, dude. She's got on like probably three or four layers of clothes. Plus, she's wearing, I think, like a bear skin or something. And you're half naked. Now, I don't care how <laughs> like hot and sweaty you are. You're it's not a good idea. But what do I know? And it's just another one of those Hollywood like, oh, we're doing it because the guy is, you know, he's a decent looking guy. And, you know, we got to get the yeah. ratings up. It's very unrealistic from from any sort of standpoint. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, that was what was going to bring me up into this, this this section here about our modern interpretations. So there kind of seems to be, and I'd say probably what, since the show Vikings came out, what, eight years ago, there's been this huge influx in the Viking, I don't know, what do we want to call it? Yeah, the exposure. People start paying attention to it again mm-hmm. or talk about it. Exposure, thing. And then you throw in shows uh, like The Last Kingdom on Netflix, which kind of revolves around that, too. Um, So for you, Rob, on that side, do you feel that the exposure is good, or do you feel like the exposure is not good because the interpretations are wrong? I mean, it's kind of good and bad. Um, You know, it's a lot like what happened when Sons of Anarchy came out for motorcycle clubs. You know, as soon as that as soon as Sons of Anarchy came out, all of a sudden, everybody wanted to get a motorcycle. Everybody wanted to join a motorcycle club. And since Vikings came out, all of a sudden, there's been this surge in, um, you know, people wanting to read the, the, the sagas and the Eddas. And, you know, they want to get their hair cut like Ragnar. And they want to name their kid <laughs> Odin and, and all this. And, and so on the one hand, it's kind of nice to see this mm-hmm. is a way to see something that I've always viewed as normal becoming somewhat more socially acceptable. But on the other hand, it's just kind of this whole, you know, like we're doing it to be trendy, like school kind of thing, and not because we actually have any faith or belief in it. Like a marketing you know? tool. 
And I mean, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in another another year or two. You know, I mean, I know that they're supposedly working on a uh, another well, like- Viking show, I believe. So called Valhalla. They um, yeah, and I I think it, it depended on who you are. I mean, for me. Um, my ancestors came from Norway, so my great grandfather came from Norway, and then I have some German heritage and whatnot too. So I've always found that backtracking through my ancestry, that eventually I would run into ancestors who this was their their livelihood. So for me, it's like personal connections, you know, and that's why I know Rob and I have talked outside of this about. Uh, Norse culture. I've asked him tons of questions just because of that. Um, I like that there are people who want to go that route because of their heritage, but you find that again, it's just the trend that in a few years, people are just not going to care. You know, this was the decade of Vikings, and then next it's going to be I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, <laughs> something. You know, I mean, we're not quite old enough to remember it, but you know, back in the seventies there was just a, ton, a huge interest in Asian culture. You know, that's why you see like guys like, like, for, like Bruce Lee, huge in the seventies, mm-hmm. you know, because they were just cranking out all these, you know, into yeah. the dragon and just all these amazing karate, Kung Fu, anything with Asian martial arts was huge in the seventies. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, like you're saying, like, okay, you know, North stuff is big now. What's going to happen in another decade? Well, you know, it, it could change. It, it may not be as much popular now. Who knows? Maybe all of a sudden it's going to be like, um, you know, there was a while back in, uh, was it the 90s? They were talking about bringing the poodle skirt back from the 50s. You know, so who's to say? I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll start doing, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe like Old West couture will become, I mean, who, who the hell, you know, who knows? I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say. Um but I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll be one of those guys like, you know, what I was doing this before was cool. I was doing it when it was cool and I'm still doing it when it's not cool. So, but that's just me. Definitely. Um, do you know if people reenact this community let's say i mean there's huge reenacting communities for just about anything historical is there a uh, oh yeah there's all kinds of stuff like that Um, community you know and it it ranges i mean there's everything from you know you got your your larp your live action role play type of thing um you know which kind of borders more on like the whole like magic the gathering type stuff um where they try to throw in vikings and all that um you know and then there's also Mm -hmm. too um i i don't know where um, I, cause I'm not one of, I'm, I'm not into that. That's just not me. Um, but apparently there, and I, I wish I can't remember the name of it, but there is, mm-hmm. uh, there's a community of people that do, uh, live action, quote unquote, biking, I guess you would call it role play. I guess we want to call it that, uh, reenactors, reenactment. Um, you know, and I don't okay. know if they do like battle reenactments per se, but they'll go and do like. Hey, let's go out camping, but we're gonna wear like cloth tunics and yeah, out in the woods. Which <laughs> I mean, I'm all for you know roughing it, but you know I kind of like my modern clothes. Nobody's around. 
So, <laughs> you know, like roughing it when wearing a flannel. That's true. So, <laughs> uh, don't worry. I know how that goes. I know how that goes. Yeah. Wearing wool when it's 100 yeah. degrees outside is not the most appealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, they eventually, don't even know it's you at first, right, like, Austin? It's just something to get used to, just like anything, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, hell, I mean, you know, I, I was in the National know. Guard, and you know, yep. I can tell you that South Carolina weather in the summertime is not the most enjoyable either. I think it was like 108 degrees, 14 mile ruck march. You know, I'm never gonna forget that. Never, gonna, you know, with all this gear, all these fatigues. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just something to get used to, you know, and, you know, they got used to it. It's all just conditioning and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, taking it from there. Okay. So yeah. this is something that, you know, I, I just want to pick your brain on this one. Okay. So we got Thor. Okay. And we all know Marvel and Disney's exposure with the Avengers and all that good superhero stuff, you know, and Thor is a big icon for that. How, what you know? How how is his reputation portrayed on Marvel and whatnot compared to how he actually was? Um, yeah, I think it's one of the few things that um, popular culture has gotten fairly right, um, for the most part. I mean, um, first of all, Thor doesn't fly. He cannot fly. He might be a god, but he cannot fly. In fact, he uses a chariot driven by two giant goats. Um, <laughs> so that's there's a difference there. But he is still either between you know what we actually know of Thor and and in the Marvel universe universe he is the guardian of Midgard. Um, you know, and and you know his hammer Mjolnir. Um, you know. And there, there's all sorts of wild theories about, you know, where the hammer came from and that. Um, we do know that the hammer was presented to him by his father, Odin. And, um, you know, as part of taking that up, you know, he is the, the next in line to be uh, the ruler of Asgard. Um, the only problem with that is <clears throat> you can't kill the Allfather. You cannot kill Odin. Um, you know, there again, the speculation says, well, you know, maybe like, no, he is the, the head god, he's the god of death. You know, it's sort of like saying, yeah, I'm going to kill Christ and then Christ resurrects himself. Like, it doesn't quite work that way. Oh, this is kind of funny for people to, to see that. But I mean, um, how can I put it? Um, yeah. I mean, they've, they've gotten the majority of the things right with Thor, and I think it's because Thor, he's the most recognized because he's he's been around so much. And, and the fact that, I mean, you go looking at, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, people that live, and even in this country, you go looking at people that live in Minnesota, Wisconsin, people, you know, areas of the country where there's a large Scandinavian, Norwegian population of people, they, they name their kids Thor still to this <laughs> day. They name their kids Tor or Thor. So the fact that obviously, you know, Thor is very much a part of even modern culture, even back before, uh, you know, in the last, what, four or five years, they, Marvel started cranking out the, 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 the Marvel movies. Um, you know, it's no surprise. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. 
yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just, you know, speculation and whatnot. I wasn't sure how accurate that would be. Um, but I guess moving on to my last question is, you know, the Vikings, they have a very, a, a very highly respected, you know, reputation and who they were and, you know, how they carried themselves and went to battle and stuff, you know, just like samurais, all them, all, all the, you know, warriors you know when you think of a warrior you think of you know i mean viking and samurai you know all those guys, they're pretty you know stereotypical that's what comes to mind so what what in your opinion do you think makes the vikings you know worthy of sitting on one of the greatest warrior you know spots in history um well you know in a lot of ways they were sort of like the underdogs at the time um you know there's uh, I mean, a great fun one of one of the greatest funniest stories um, in history that that I can think of is uh, there was this thing that was called uh, and the, and every country has a different version of it, but in Scandinavia it was called uh, the Great Conversion. Um, when the the country started unifying and there being only one king, a lot of them. Norway was the first one to do it. Norway was the first Christian Scandinavian country. Uh, what a lot of the Vikings did at the time was they would, because you basically had two options. You either swear your allegiance to the to this new Christian king, or they take you out back and cut your head off. So what a lot of them would do is they'd go, uh-huh, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, yes, I, I swear my allegiance to you, to Christ, blah, 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 blah. And then underneath their tunic, their shirt, they would be wearing a Thor's hammer, the Mjolnir. And that's why you see a lot of people now wear the the forest hammer um because originally it's it's almost like raising a big middle finger you know it's it's <laughs> like um you know it's saying that you know you belong but you don't belong you're part of a subculture that's going against the main um you know <laughs> and, and and there's so many other other versions of that that can be cited with other uh cultures and subcultures throughout history but um, as far as like with, with the Vikings, it's just so hilarious to see that, you know, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we, yeah, we pledge allegiance to, to, to Christ and the Heavenly Father and the ghost and all that other, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> but then they, they're wearing a force hammer and they'd be, a lot of times it'd be handmade by the local blacksmith and he would just take a couple nails and just pull them just right, put on a piece of leather and there you go. And it's <laughs> also interesting too, because when they were trying to convert the Vikings, from their traditional uh, beliefs to Christianity, it's interesting how if you take a Thor's hammer, if you take the Mjolnir, and if you were to flip it upside down, it looks kind of like a cross. I did notice that. <laughs> that's true. So that's why it was yeah, fairly I did notice for that a lot of them. Huh. Um... Kind of what I wanted to piggyback off of what you're talking about is, is my last question here. Um, as far as like we talked about Christianity and the conversion, uh, kind of fast forward to now, uh, there kind of seems to be this revival within, like you were talking about earlier, the heathen community. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a what say you know uh, organized religion per se, like Christianity or any of the big ones. From what I gather, um, do you see a revival happening now where 
it seems like the Germanic peoples are well, starting to kind of embrace their there's some issues with ancient that. culture. One of them is the fact, beliefs. Uh, you know, and supposedly there was a great example of it that happened, uh, what, a week or so ago in the Capitol building in Washington. You know, you have some idiot who shows up and he's wearing this indigenous people's type headdress mm-hmm. and he's got his face painted and he's got a he's got an American flag with a spear and then he's wearing um he's wearing some some if you want to call it Viking, but he's wearing Viking or Norse tattoos. Whether they're real or not is another story. One of them is the vault nut. And that's that thing that's on his bicep mm-hmm. or on uh and on, on his peck. It's that main tattoo and it looks like it's three triangles converging kind of into one called the volk knot uh it's a warrior's knot um you know and i think on his arm he had some other stuff too but i, I don't want from the pictures and i think as long as you know and that even goes further back to oh you know i mean jeremy i know you're, you're a world war ii history buff you know about um you know hitler corrupting uh norse scandinavian symbols <clears throat> you know the lightning bolts you know, those are actual uh, Norse runes that were co- corrupted yep. to uh, for the Nazi party mm-hmm. ends. So I think the biggest problem that, you know, the heathen community is going to have is the yep, fact that, you know, we've got World War II, um, you know, the Nazis corrupted our symbols, um, you know, and then every now and then there's some, like, some hillbilly, like, I can't even call them redneck because to me that's offensive because I'm a redneck. And all redneck is is a hard working man. That's all that that is. Um, that that's another story for another time. Back to coal miners. But anyway, um, so as long as you have these these basically idiots that come out of the woodwork every mm-hmm. five or ten years, and they start trying to they want to shoot up some place or they want to kill a bunch of people, and they're wearing you know something with with that has to do with Norse culture on it. <clears throat> the mainstream media is what it is, and they're gonna say. Oh, they're white supremacists. You know, it's like saying that, uh, you know, what is it? That uh, the KKK is, uh, they're Satanists because they burn crosses. No, that's not how that works. This be- no, they're, they're technically, a, the KKK is a Protestant organization. They're anti-Catholic and amongst other things. So to say that is just, it's just ridiculous. And I honestly, I don't think that, and, and as you were saying, there, yeah. there really is no organization. Um, you know, the, the belief structure that we have, um, it's very loose and mm-hmm. way open to interpretation, way more so than, than uh, any of the major organized uh, religions like Christianity or Islam, or Judaism. Well, you know, we don't have, um, you know, there is no guidebook. We don't have a Bible. You know, we have we have some sagas. We have some stories. Um, there's a little bit of poetry. Um and, and then and that's really about it. We have historical accounts, and that's it. But we don't have, uh, uh, okay, well, you know, on the third Sunday of every month, you have to do this. And there, there's certainly no, uh, um, what would you call it, like a, like a temple or a church that we go to. Um, I do know in, where was that? Is that Denmark? In one of the Scandinavian, no, in Iceland. In Iceland, about um, <clears throat> 10, maybe 15 years ago now. Iceland just. The first yep. uh, temple to Odin was uh, dedicated and consecrated for the first time in like a thousand years. And there was a big deal made out of it. But I'm like, I can't afford to go to Iceland, even if I wanted to go to Iceland. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I did I read recently that, that Denmark is actually going to build one, too. There's, there's been sort of an uptick 
I guess you want to call it, of um, the the local population becoming more and more interested in their their traditional mm-hmm. beliefs. Um, how that continues to go, only time will tell. I mean, it could just be a passing fad. Then again, you know, it, it could become something more mainstream. It's, it's hard to say. Um, I just know that right here in the States, there's, I mean, yeah, there are a few groups. I mean, there's the Assange um, community, um, which is a very large community, quote unquote, primarily online based, um, you know, and it's one of these, you know, send us a hundred dollars and we'll send you a membership card type of deals. And I'm like, eh, that's okay. So. Um, so as far as like this community, I mean, you're talking about it's fragmented and there's not like a, a basis. So how do you yourself pull in all of this historical, um, representation? Like, oh. how do you, uh, let's say worship based on everything? If everything's fragmented, like, you know, like Christians have the Bible, so you're following the Bible. What, what do you do personally? That's. Well, there's to kind of give an idea of like North culture, and and another and that's one of the, the big issues with, um, if you want, the the belief system as a whole is that there is not a, there there is no guidebook, it's very open interpretation. So you can, uh, you know, you're free to worship however you like to. You know, I know, excuse me, I know a lot of people that um, what they do is they 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 do what's called a blot, and a blot is basically it's a ceremony. Um, where you give an offering to a particular deity. Um, it's almost like, it's like a prayer, except you're trying to bribe that particular God by giving them something, which goes against uh, what we know in the fact that, you know, we know for a fact that man made the gods. We don't, we don't lie and say, oh no, no, uh, God created the heaven, heaven and the, and the earth. And then on the seventh day, he rested, and God made man, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, we know man made the gods. We know that. We, we made the gods to suit our own. It's almost like, you know, I got to put it. Close way to find it be almost like if atheists suddenly decided, hey, let's make a religion. <clears throat> you know, what we're going to do it to help explain what's going on in the natural world around us. And then we're going to admit that we did it. And we're going to be okay with it. So, you know, yeah, we... we we don't bend our knees in supplication towards the gods. We don't ask them nothing that we can't do for ourselves. You know, we, you know, if anything, we may ask for, you know, the strength and the patience and the wisdom to get through a hard time or a a troubling day or what have you. But we don't, uh, we, we, we don't supplicate or bend ourselves over for, you know, something that we ourselves created. So, and I think a lot of people have a hard time with that because a lot of people want to think that there's something greater than themselves out there. And I don't deny the fact that, you know, I mean, personally me, I believe that the gods are real. You know, it's one of those things that <clears throat> man may have made the gods, but we brought them into being and they exist now. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I mean, and I, I mean, this is a whole huge topic for maybe another time. Um, you know, I mean, and then there's the whole, you know, oh, 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 you believe in, in, in Norse heathenry. Oh, you must, you think you're going to Valhalla when you die. I'm like, no, I'm not going to Valhalla when I die. Why? Because I'm not a warrior. I have not died in battle. And the fact that I'm 40 years old, 
I don't see myself dying in battle anytime soon. I'm a little old for, for military service, even if they started conscripting people. Doubt that'll happen. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, Rob, well, you better get your shield and sword if they're going to do that. You yeah, know, they could try to bring you in. At least you well can try to get in. All right, we're going to go on. A, we're going to start running. And I'm like, deuces, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm too out of shape. I, I'm too, I'm too ornery. I'm too out of shape. You know, my back isn't that Talk great. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Now, if you need me to go park somewhere with a, a high powered rifle and peck off people, you know, like headshots, I'm your guy. But if you need me to be like, you know, running from point A to point B, delivering messages or something like that. Not your man. Sorry. You have to get like some 20 odd year old guy to do that. You know, sorry. So, yeah. Yep. Terrible. Just terrible. Awesome, Ronan. You know, I, I don't think well, that an hour ever to does enough with? justice for, you know, podcasts like this. So, I mean, I'm definitely hoping that we can, you know, come on and talk more about the Vikings and their heritage and you know, the people within and, you know, cause it, what I think is, you know, when you do one podcast like this to cover a topic, everything that you normally cover in that is just overview, you know, it's surface that, you know, next time we can dig deeper and, you know, go beneath surface level, you know, go into like the abyss and explore more into it, you know, have more questions, start doing like some rapid fire, you know, even, even if we have to make it, you know, an episode a little bit longer than this, you know, just to get more information out there, because obviously with the education system and stuff, you can't really rely on that for your information. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you and hope to I do sure. it again soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Austin's definitely right about that. It's Having somebody who's very much in culture with that to something that's very unknown and mainstream is is nice to have. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing, you know, the oh, historical past. Yeah, let me how know. You we'll, live your uh, life through them. Um, well, I thank you. Sounds good. Yeah, we could set something up. Um, and with that, uh, <laughs> oh, I <yeah>. think um, <laughs> I think it's tasty beverage time. Uh, gentlemen so um i think i'm gonna pour myself a little <laughs> golden, son. All right. jd yes, and i got some stogies over here and i i think i'm gonna have a good night <laughs> you too. no 